2: Welcome along to the Rocky Road Boxing Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Byrne, and today we are joined by a man with a CV of of opponents as stacked as anyone in modern-day Irish boxing. Three boxers this guy fought went on to tango with Canelo Alvarez, unsuccessfully, I might add. Two did battle with current middleweight champion Demetrius Andrade and came out the wrong side. Another of this man's opponents felt the wrath of Artur Berturiev's raging Russian fists, while yet another found himself stuck in a matrix created by Andre Ward with little or no chance of getting out alive or getting out getting out clean, I should say. Outside the ropes, today's guest has experienced his fair share of ups and downs. But the last time we spoke, he was living his best life as a family and businessman with boxing firmly in the rearview mirror, having set himself up in a business he's dedicated to today. So it's a big welcome to today's guest, Belfast boxer Tommy Tolan. Tommy, I don't think you've told your story too often, and it's a good one. And I
3: don't think you've done any podcast before either, would I be right? Absolutely, a hundred percent. I haven't done spoken at, at all about you know, my boxing career at all. Not not anybody at all. Nobody.
2: It's a it's a fascinating one because you look at the guy, you look at the guys you fought. So many that went on to become world champions, and uh, and there were so many, were so many great fighters on your CV. Absolutely, a hundred percent. I mean,
4: I, I mean, I
3: fought the best, the best in the world. I mean, um some of the some of, some of pain for him the got to the him and do the perfect the camp was, was sort of like you only get something like a week sometimes they only get three days so on. but I was always training training the way and I was always taking over but yeah. it was never too far away what are you talking about I was getting a camp prepared for a fight didn't really get any time at all just just the main thing was to do was the make whip and that's yes. the truth
2: Bring us back to the start, Tommy. Where were you born, and what year were you born?
3: Right, I was born in Ballymurphy, nineteen um, seventy-one, fourth 1971, fourth November, nineteen seventy-one.
2: Ballymurphy, nineteen seventy-one, like uh, nineteen seventy-two, tells its own story.
3: Absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, I mean, my own father was um, was interned um, in October. Um, he was released three year three and a half years later. So I didn't see my dad till I was um, three and a half. Um so in that sense of I mean my mother mother grown up in the Murph, mother had five kids um but zero common and, and common, and She had to go to go to jail to see, see my dad who was interned. And uh, so they bring up food parcels, stuff to him. So, so it was a very, very hard life for us growing up in the in the mm-hmm. district. You know I mean? with nobody didn't come in for them to provide for ourselves and my mother and the household. You know, I mean, it was very hard, struggling hard times. Not just for our ourselves, I my own mean, family. But a lot of families within the, within 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 the more, you know, there was poverty, like grain and poverty, like I mean. People, people would say that the times were hard. and it? it was very, very, very hard, like oh. going up in the district. Like,
2: so you would have been, you would have been relying on hand-me-down clothes and hungry most days.
3: One hundred percent. I mean, absolutely one hundred percent would be the first time that we had, we had, had um, holes in our shoes and were even though my mother tried try to keep it the best way possible could. But you mean, again was just making um, ends meet. Do you know what I mean? And that's. And I was I was the truth and you go and ask different neighbours, you know if people had a wee bit of much they would give give food to vice versa, you know what I mean? It was always like a like, you know, giving piece of bread or whatever, potatoes or whatnot, passing around each other, you know, feeding each other. The community spirit up, up in up in the it's Still days very day, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. Like, you know, they're definitely they're good people, like.
2: What was it like when your dad got released?
3: Well, I, again, I was only a kid, you know, I was only, I was only three and a half when I was only, My dad was released, I mean, but again, the usual stuff, you know, they had a bit of a street party and whatnot, you know what I mean? But my older sister Liz, uh, I don't think she's about 10 or something. there's all sort of all steps and stairs, my boy Patrick had got less than my old boy, he died, I took her, and Mrs. DeJardy, Now we do sort of steps and stairs, all of us, you know, what I mean, I'm the youngest, like, I'm the youngest out of us all, so, I mean, was, again, Once my dad got released and stuff, he started back to work on doing. My dad was a HUD carrier and stuff, you know. But um, my dad would have been like, you know, a big, big man, like a big HUD carrier, um, involved in building sites and stuff. And you know, you done a bit of door work in the local bar and stuff. And it was a big strap man, like and very hardy, hardy, hardy man, like you know. Yeah.
2: And uh, and your uncle uh, of the same name, to- uh, Tommy Toddler, uh, told him Toddler was, was
3: Toddler. well known. Ah, guys, Jesus, he was he was shot there in uh, in uh, in the Murph. Um, again with with my dad being interned, um, Toddler was interned along with the other other another brother, Henry. He, he was interned, and my other uncle was called Chuckler as well. He he done time as well, so. There was four of the four of the brothers, or they're all they're all in section. You know, both teams were for four of them weren't turned to one one season game. So it was a, it was a nightmare. Like, so, I it was what was that There was a you know things were happening second fast and now in up in the Murphy. Um, but you know, actually believe it or not, it's really really true. Um, last week, um, John Finnegan, this list up here was actually contacted me myself that he thought actually Tommy was my dad and uh, he said that because of Jerry Adams he escaped out of jail or tried to escape out of jail out of, out of, out of um internment um, out of a long case and Jerry won the case so they're actually going to try and get Tommy's conviction for being interned, overturned
2: Yeah, there was a story that he um he was interned on the prison ship Maidstone in Belfast Lock in 1972 and him and six other POWs soon made light of the ship's security system. This is from Unpoblocked. Within two weeks of his capture on 17th of January, he escaped. He spent time on the border but soon returned to his native Valley Murphy
4: uh,
2: where he carried on fighting.
3: Absolutely, 100%. Um, and this is probably um, uh, within the month um would there would be a... a a legend in, 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 that, in that sense, you know. I mean there was him and another guy who skipped off of me and someone called Jim Bryson, who would be legendary within within the within the district, um, for fighting the Bits of it was non stop. Where him and um, Jim were um, from a bits point of view were to be shot there on site. Mm. Um that I was just aware of it was with him and, you know. Um but it's actually, you know, it's just true a hundred percent that Tommy was actually shot dead in Ballamurphy on my sister's birthday. My sister Liz's birthday. He was buried on my other sister's birthday, Jordan's birthday. So on the seventeenth of of January, it is it was fifty year anniversary. So on the, on that on that day, believe it or not, you know, on the Sunday of January, my other son, Trinton, was born. So there's the guy going, listen, up, do you know what I mean? So. I mean, it's um uh, I mean, within the district. Tommy's a Tommy would be Tommy Tolan would be Elizinge like and Toller. Yeah. Everybody calls him Toller because you know my dad was called Toller. It's like being called Tolan, being you know, it's like Murphy being called Spud. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, That's of course. Yeah, yeah, or Christie's are all Gates down in Dublin. A guy, guy. Yeah. So, but um, you know um, he. But I always remember um, I was only a kid when Tommy was. I was only six when, when he was shot there. But I always remember them all coming into, coming into the house and he was always, same as my dad and stuff, and the other uncles, they're always in their backs and fighting and stuff, you know. They're always having a sparring with each other and stuff, you know, me and the brothers are always sort of boxing and stuff, you know. And that's and that's where, you know, I would, a was you know, from the back and would say my dad, my uncles, they David, always, always clowning it about, you know, have me uh, me and the brothers always um sparring sparring with me be you know what, I mean?
2: yeah. what effect what effect did, like, did his killing have on you
3: well, well to tell you the truth I I really didn't I remember going down and seeing him in the coffin when I was a kid along with my dad and my dad said to me when I was young you know you know it's his young old time he's when he came he's when he like but I remember like saying like he said listen they'll talk about him for years to come. And I was going, that's only a young kid, but I remember the, um, the lads from um, uh, the farm party outside the house and stuff, you know, at my granny's house and uh, they were shooting over it and I remember home. my ears going, a you know, I was going, what, what, what's going on It was only a day, like, But I didn't really um, know, because it wasn't really talked about in our house. I mean, in that sense, I mean, the Brits had been in the the house and stuff like that. Um at all the time, you know, I mean my my mother's search was it and stuff. And she she says, remember um more telling me that, you know, that the Brits were in looking Tommy and you know, my dad was interned and um I was up I was up in bed and the cat then uh the for Tommy told him I said he's up the and next thing the paratroopers was in like and you know, the upper stairs like a flashwork on cut cat that on the stairs. He says, where is he? And he says, it's him in, it's in the coffin. Or sorry, in the in the in the in the cat. And uh it just one bad like
4: the house he like, so, I mean, but I wasn't really aware of 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 Tommy's death until
3: I get 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 older or stuff. Do you know what I mean? I mean, if I had been stabbed in the street bad Brits in the capsule, my friend would have been Paul Brayson, one of Jim Brayson's nephew. Um once you mentioned Toling our or the brace name, the 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 forty bells are do you like that's the truth. Yeah, we used to give um no like bomb names and stuff. We used to give the lad up the street who had been missing as me, I had to give his name all the time. I wouldn't I wouldn't I'm I
4: mean, a much young lad, like
2: yeah, and I guess that that makes you grow up to be a certain person, a certain character, because you have a family name that you have to live that- up
3: to. No, absolutely, you know. But I mean, I was, you know, regarding you know my family and stuff, and um, my brothers and you know, my sisters and stuff. I mean, we were. It was never ever I must. Yes, I mean, we were always sort of rarries there back But it was never installed in the office. You know, I mean, you have to do this or have to do that or whatever. No, you, everything was always up to your own mind. Do you know what I mean? Um, um, regarding the, the schooling a bit, we're going, going to school. One maybe and mean that's from Bottom of my Heart like I mean, Um, we when we went to school, you know, the kids in the morph um were going there to get fed and stuff, you know what I mean? People went to well, went to school whatever. We went to school, we're getting a good score in the middle meal a day, you know what I mean? Getting some need. Um and and that just speaking from myself, but I mean the kids going up in the street they could I like, was back in the City, and it
4: was kind of
2: poverty, like absolutely one hundred percent. What were your uh, prospects as as a young teenager? What were you interested in? Did you get bought? Did you were, were you into sports, young, or were you looking at getting a trade at a young age, 100%. or what was it?
3: No, hundred percent, but geez, you know, I played Gilly football, and uh, we went to um, Christenborough School, and um, there was um, we played Gilly football. There was a there was a wee little team, where it was um, it was called Ballinmurphy itself. And um, we used to kick football there, and, you know. And to tell you the truth, well as kids, all we were doing stones, throwing stones, and <laughs> and battles at the at the Prince and uh, every time we had a chance, there like, was always, um there's always something happening in, in the in the district. Like, and that's that's been honest. It's always bottom of view, would have changed in a heartbeat. Like you know what I mean? One thing and being quiet, the next one there'd be an uproar. There'd be, there'd be shooting or or, or bomb going off or whatever. It was always, always. Always, um, it's always electric. Like.
2: Yeah. So, were you? Um. Obviously, you're playing. You're
3: playing sport, but
2: were you politically active as
3: well? No, no. I made sense as a kid. No, I mean, we'd have been, we'd have been. I mean, obviously, we've thrown stones, and I mean, it. it and that going to be in the end. But you, know, you, would have seen the local room about the district. If you've seen the, seen the, the pretzer coming about it, I mean, you let them know like a are in the district, like you know what I So that's. In that sense, yeah, that's that's the way it was. You know, it's just that It's grown up in the district. I mean, it was how You played football, or or, or you won the boxing, or uh, the kids joined the army, and I was a That's
2: a truth. Where did boxing come into the story from you? Obviously, you seen your father and uncle spar and They had you guys sparring,
3: but what 100%. about competitive fighting? Uh, I I joined the local club, which would have been called Corpus Christi at the time, and um. I loved it. Like I mean, it was brilliant. all of us went down. And the local trainers there would have been um a guy called John Lanis. Um S- Cecil Adams would have been there. And uh Patsy would have been there. So and Kid Callan got it so as well. They they were as well. So they were always reserved. like it, it was like a club covers because the club down the bottom of your of the road. So we had been there in our, you know, had a clear contact, you know. Mm. And then the club club actually, Harrif of his boxing that young, um, it closed. It just closed. The boxing club closed and it's a bad bad, you know, bad fed district because of, there was loads of champions sort of and stuff, you know.
4: Yeah. But like
2: I think you had your pro pro debut in 2001. So you're you're 30 years old by the time you get started, is that right?
3: Oh, oh no, no. I joined St. Anxious, right? What what happened was right, I think it was about I was about 18. I joined St. Anxious, and I'm a fourth. I won the the drums, right? Intermediates. I could beat in the also oh, intermediate final. I actually could beat, believe it or not, it's true. In the Irish and the media final in, in Dublin. Um, a guy from, I think it was a guy from uh, Darnville
4: beat me in the final. But two previous opponents, I actually stopped the two of them. Um, I
3: had fought twice in the one day. And, uh, and then I was boxing I was saying, under Harry Graham and Nari Graham. Harry Graham and Paddy Graham won season game. I'm not too sure. Paddy was a pro. Paddy so. British champion, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. So he was my coach. And Brendan Fallon, absolute superstar, along with his boy, Larry. Larry Graham, up in San So I was there. And I could beat um intermediate final. And do um, you believe it or not? This is true, right? Um, I... The, there was a video of it, a video recording, the tape, right? The tape of it. And um I I was the the Brits read at my mother's house, believe it or not, and took a video tape and never never ever it again. I remember watching it as a young kid, you know, it was a young public like, and um, but uh, the Brits read at the house and took took the So I've been trying to get the video tape of it and have no saying to hear get the, the no show your kids and stuff, you know what I mean, as a young lad.
4: F- 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 like, like, 69 t- like, yeah. like, so um and then what happened
3: was
1: if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers
0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I would
3: have been, maybe I've been, no I wouldn't have been, I've been 20, uh, right? And then I leave boxing again. I caught up in the world again. I caught up in the world. Uh, and I was trying to sort of keep the balls in the air all, all the one time and you know trying to box do what I was doing and, and no time at all for sort of in that sense so I was snickered. Um yeah. tried to hold during employment as well as a um, uh, sort of two year, two and a half years as an apprentice joiner, joiner and then same thing again I was away missing one day, wall for, for a few weeks, you wouldn't see me, and then the back end, and the boys just said, "Me, listen, kid, you know, yeah. I
4: know
3: what, you're bringing too much heat to, to the balance." It stopped right. me. Yeah, yeah. And I was away again. Um, Where you going? So, so, would it be fair to say you spent a lot of your
2: twenties in, in in sort of in trouble with the authorities for various activities?
3: Absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent, absolutely, hundred percent, absolutely. 2 million percent and then i went back till till uh, holy friendly holy friendly box club up, up in belfast along with um, harry and um mcgee hawkins um so i remember juggling in the falls park i was out for a run one day and just went i get a box again i want to box again Do you know what i mean so i went and i just wanted the gym and harry was there and i said right harry harry anyway um so we're in the chicken and stuff, and I says, um, I won the box. And I am <laughs> sorry. And I says, Yeah, yeah, I want to give it a go. And he says, No problem, son, 100 percent Um, so I went and it was also the seniors was on right? So I remember but this is really, really true. And uh, I remember the first round of, of the guy was like I was from Laddy Hollisum of Benham. I'm thing now. Nah. i remember going. Everybody going. Tommy, you know, it's a, it's an easy one. I remember getting there going. Your mom was punching the head clean off me like I were going. What the fuck? He's like Muhammad Ali box the looks at me. And at the time, I think, if I can remember right, if you were eight mil down, that that they stopped the fight. Yeah. Right. So so I went back the corner. I was like. A 4 0 down, I'm going, Jesus. And Harry Hogan says, Tell me, what's going on? I says, Harry. He's like, and he's, he's brilliant, like, and uh, I says, okay, well, let's go. I uh, come back after round two, and I'm 7 0 down. Harry says, Tell me, see the box and forget about it. Just go out and fight. I'm, I'm going, Jesus. He has me more time, it's over here, it's gone. I just, just a dip of bang left over with a tap, knocked them clean out, right? This is true, right? So, I didn't know he was a British. He was a British soldier. This is true, well, a feyner to Lily Hall, and he was. I must say the kid was brilliant, like. um, but uh, and you know, it's uh, you want you you had somebody cracked, crackly, you know, the whole place went silent. Do you know what I mean? He didn't get up. I mean, he could have come the 50 and He stopped. Wouldn't get up. Do you know what I mean? But
4: so, I mean, uh, I was a Sammy final. I uh, it was the semi final, and it boxed Colonel um, Carmichael, a big Colonel. Yeah.
3: That's in uh, in in the final, so Colonel, Korn, believe it or not, was out the Holy Trinity as well. Um, he was out the of, two of us were at the Holy Trinity, and uh, it ended up that long story short, that it was um, it was a count back, and he won the count back on it was eight, 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 so whatever it was, he won the count back. So. Then then I went, oh Jesus, no, I bit was bit I was so disgusted, you know what I mean? But sure it is what it is. But there was a trip till we went to America, the Holy Trinity, first and where it was, we went to Philadelphia. So I went along the trip to Philadelphia. and it was I mean the boxing team was phenomenal, then. you know. You had like a farm. Brian McGee would have been there, Damien Kelly would have been there. Sort of you know, all the all the raising stars, all the all sort of the elite of Holy he was there. And uh so we went to her, and then when I stabbed him on the first round, hit him and knocked him out in the first round. And a big guy um called Marco her from 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 the Murph, he was actually treating along with with uh with, with Paul McCullough and he said he's going to turn pro. So I says okay. And he actually says me, he says, tell me, you should go down and turn pro. You should give it a go because, I mean, I knocked him on out in the first round as well. So I went down and see Paul and you know, the rest of his history. Of that. That's the reason why I turned pro.
2: That's the reason you turned pro. So you've been, you've been out of boxing for many years. A quick return, a quick pro. So you have your... You kind of tend to be matched alongside like the Darren Corbett undercards. You started off in two thousand and one, underneath Darren Corbett. Obviously, he, you know, very exciting fire from Belfast was able to pack out arenas in Dublin and Belfast. Um, what was the dream for you at the start?
3: Well, it was just see what it, what it was for me at the start. I just wanted to see what, what how far I could go. Do you know what I mean? And that, and that sounds so saying, well, I, I, I was always always very cautious of myself, you know. I didn't want to leave, you know, I didn't want to look back at, at, at uh, sort of being 40 and then go, I should have given it a go. Do you know what I mean? I wanted to, I wanted to have a crack and see, see, see where it would bring me. Do you know what I mean? Um, if it was meant to be for me, it wouldn't have passed me. Do you know what I mean? In that sense. Um, but I just knew then I says, I'm going to give us a go. So I just put everything on the back burner and, you know, boxing came first, It was giving giving the good crack at it. So um in that sense, you know, myself, um, and big Margo Herr give it a go. Um uh, we met along with Don Corbett, along with his brother, um, Big Eamon, Eamon, Corbett, big hit. So along with Paul McCullough, they're just it's phenomenal training. Like, I mean, I thought and they say that I, I was fit and knew how to train, but seen this sort of get he got the new Paul McCulloch. His yeah. his gym is different level, like different hundred percent. I mean, what we were doing, like to what he was asking us to do was was name like hundred percent.
2: And like as well as the, the, the dedication that boxing requires, like I mean, other activities outside the ring have to be curtailed, really. You have to focus hundred percent on it. Did you did it change you as as a man going into going into boxing?
3: hundred oh, percent. A hundred million. I couldn't. I couldn't agree with you more on that. Um, my sort of early look at an airport have been, you know, totally different. You know, Paul McCullough I mean,
2: were you a you reckless know. sort? Where what sort of man were you at when you decided to to enter into boxing? How, how would you describe yourself now, twenty years later?
3: I, I was young kid, and um, you know, fucking, you know, the way I would sort of look, look at myself and look back at me going, I mean, um was Too brave for my own good, and that's being honest with me. Um, I was just, yeah, there was no fear, none whatsoever. Uh, um, I remember actually, it's true, Well, I remember actually, um, sparring, sparring Don Corbett. It was just me and him going sparring and you know, and cracking, hitting Don where I left hook. Um, and Don just shook his head. I remember going shaking his head and go and um, come back to the corner, the round ended, and uh. Don't hit me a body punch on a seriously, was with somebody. I thought, I, thought, I thought it was that. So maybe, but I mean, feeling like Sammons, you know, is phenomenal. Like, but
4: again, looking back at my life as sort of being, being older than I, being, being myself and as a young it it's just, having to be too brave, like, longer like,
2: Absolutely <laughs> crazy like i used to live with somebody but yeah because like you're promising you're promising a professional career you go three and two between kind of um november 2001 and your your fight and in may 2005 at the national you started off at the national stadium and not not active again until april 2003 a little bit of time out of the ring but then you fought. Three times that year, two wins and a loss, losing on a matchroom bill to George Robshaw at uh, the Ul- Ulster Hall. That must have been a like a devastating setback.
3: Well, 100%. I mean, um, I remember um, Freaking Minds, George Robshaw as well. And, you know, we had just had the, uh, had his own sky ball as well. Um, and uh, we actually had um, the Ulster Hall and we're getting chains and stuff. And they gave us, I think they had those. Down, the, down in the program that I was fighting third and he came and said I had to fight first. I wasn't even warmed up, but I didn't make excuses whatever, but anyway, um, I remember going in and in, in fighting him and I'm going, he, he actually turned his back at me and we're going, he just not want to know. I, I thought I was going to stop him and now, um, I punched him and pulled out the post and it beat me, and I was really short, and it beat me back around, right? And I went and was getting paid by um, I think it's John McHuston. And uh, he actually gave me an extra five hundred quid. And he said that he didn't think he, um I mean he was sorry for, for for the for the result. And I'm going, what 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 sorry for christine what the fuck did you make? Like, I mean, I beat your mom pull out a post, he just went, um I'm sorry about that. So it's, it's, I just remember going to the public College. he says, this is boxing. This is boxing to where it is. I, don't know. I mean, it's
4: sort of out of those six it's earth like, like
3: in your stomach like you know. That is what it's like. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, you've seen yourself on people. You really talk about it like you all
2: mean. Well, that's the cliche of boxing. That's boxing. Everything can be put
3: down to oh, that's boxing and the oh, amount of shenanigans that can be that can be see believe or not, and this is true, right. Um, the wheelers, as George Shaw's trainer I met him in the in the corridor after getting paid from Joe Matushin right 100% and he again he says look he shook my head he says great kid how are you he says he says "Um, you're in the he was in blue corner he says you're in the blue corner and then I says right right that's first fight he says T- see tonight," he says nobody will win in the blue corner and I went what do you mean it's because it was green don't I mean when he Bring that po- po- and he says, well, nobody will win that in that in that in the blue corner, and I yeah. said, Man, Nobody won in the blue corner, like because you're a way fighter, it's me, <laughs> oh, unbelievable." Yeah, unbelievable.
2: yeah, absolutely. But then, um, see, so you've 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 won a couple, lost one or two, um, but then your your pro career comes to a bit of a shuddering halt with the the kidnapping charges.
3: Right. Uh, of Bobby Tolhill. What? Oh, the uh, yeah. Well, The best the this, is, you know, uh, absolutely hundred percent. I was, uh, I
4: was arrested. Um, well, I have to choose my words very
3: carefully here, right?
2: Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, 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 I'll, I'll go into like a small bit of detail, and you can no. choose your words carefully, like. But well, yeah, you, obviously yeah. spend a few, couple of years in jail, so five years in prison.
3: Oh, and a, a couple of years on the run we we're on the run. So couple, we're just, we were down um down down in um down the free state down here in Agowitza for for a while. So oh, wow. uh, it's, you know I mean? it's just this is madness it's like you know, you need to go and bite the bullet here. See, I can take it in the chin, do you know what I mean? So I just want to bring it just went back to Belfast too But you
2: went back, that's when you face the music effectively is that it, or?
3: Number seven, but no one of, one of the mates we actually were up in the up in the city and it's just I'm gonna
4: take
3: it we were up in the city and I think one of the mates was like a uh commemoration for one of the mates and uh he got us, so he had of cancer. He spot and uh we went up with a mate and he's also everybody's get Kitty Pack and he's amazing. Uh, no, no chance. So I ended up getting left back to Dundalk in the in Dundalk for a only walked in the bar along with three of the mates and um, um, one of the co-accused was um, Duncan, my mate, Gerard McCrory. So I uh, said, um, Gerard, I'm, it. I'm back to I'm back to Belfast. He went to tell me what. I said, I'm going back to Belfast. I hate this place. This is the name of And he went, all right. He says, let's go. We are back in the city, up in the, up in the earth in, in the barn, you know, you know alarm bells are going off and we were me and him sitting in the bar we're, we're wanted and all that stuff on the gallop so we just went fuck it let's go and i remember going down down in a house in the morphine, a safe house in the morphine and uh got up the next morning and uh uh and mate picked us up actually it was, uh, Duncan's brother Alec picked us up and uh we were driving through uh, uh, we? Spoofielder, and the cats were here, and Alex says to How Sam, um, tell me your cats are behind us here. I said, well, surely it is, but it is. And uh, Duncan would have been a red lady anyhow, you know. So they stopped the car and they got out and says, <laughs> I said, I said to Duncan, uh, all right, all right, all right, all right, Duncan, and he went, don't call me Duncan. I think he called him Gerald or something, and uh had fake ID and all that sort of jazz license and all that rubbish and uh so he gets out and then uh this is true Bill and uh so the next thing was I gives up all my idea and license and all that jazz and uh the cop's going this uh his tummy tolling or for Simmons and you went, No, no no but uh so on here and uh, he was banished they call me and uh, so he give Alec the like, keys back in the car. This is and uh, so Duncan had, I was talking to Duncan, he had the lavatory eyes on him, you know what I mean? So, so he came back to me, and, he, and I, as a young kid, I, I got TT in my hand as a kid, and uh, he said, pull up your arm, left arm, and I TT in and he says, uh, when you go, tell me, so I said, well, this, is, "This is history, you know?
2: Rest is history, yeah, a big, a big, um, full of blue in court so I think you were represented by Joe Broly isn't it the, the former Derry uh, Gaelic footballer
3: 100% cracker absolutely superstar. superstar superstar he did well by you okay, listen Joe's Joe do Joe, 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 um, you know what I mean you know Joe's a ricker do you know what I mean he's anything sort of you have to tell Joe's real about the crackers. do you know what I mean I remember being in sea for a while and uh, my daughter who he, he, um. She get burned when she was a kid, there was an operation. And uh that uh Joe was sort of had his sort of wake half on, half off, it's co cano. I said, Joe, get out and straighten yourself up and go and get BPL to see my daughter, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and in uh in France, he, he told me, you know, I must say Joe's the self. You know, Joe's a great lad, like, Yeah,
2: you, you got released, was on bail for four hours on a kind of compassionate grant to see your daughter? She was having an operation. Is that right? Absolutely, hundred percent. But you also boxed. I think uh, 2005 versus uh, Michelle Banbula at the National Stadium on the Bernard Dunn versus Varren and Bill while out on bail as well. I can't think of another Irish boxer I know of who's who's boxed while being
3: out on bail. How did that come about?
4: How
3: did it come about? Um, what happened was again I'm a Dunmer, Paul McCullagh again me being me just going to. see I remember going being inside and watching a few fights on on the on the on the on the Italian side. I was going, I was at it to that was training the way inside. And you know, I was sending word through different you no know, different names, whatever, you no, know, the the Paul McCulloch that uh, could have come back training and stuff. And he sent word through the Mel Crystal, and you know, Francine McCulloch would have been the the president up in the north. Mm-hmm. So um I he mean, was face president, and he was. So, and that's when all, all the, you know, we were trying to, we to see if he could do it. And it says, no problem, work away. Tell I me, mean, you know, I mean, you haven't been, at what it is, you know what I mean? So, you haven't been conflicted. So you know I mean? So, bang on. I must say, Mel, Mel's a superstar, like Mel's, Mel's a great lad.
2: So, how did the authorities let you out on bail to, to fight in a professional boxing show? What do I you mean? Bulls well, didn't tell him. Ah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you're out on bail, and you just you can do what you like. Yeah.
3: I was, I was out on bail, I didn't. Listen, and I won't tell them who it is or what I'm doing. I
2: mean, I mean, were you allowed to technically leave the jurisdiction? I didn't tell them. Yeah. <laughs> <That's
3: a tribute. laughs> no. sure tell you, you gotta, you gotta earn. You gotta earn. No, but honestly, I mean, I wasn't. The, I mean, the, I mean, uh, I think the truth be told that. We had the same every night, right? Was it one season again we had the same every night? And then we got it cut down the, um, every three years or something, I think, in a sense of, they didn't know. I remember, I think, we went to our solicitor, it was full of brain, up, up in Belfast, here he was burning. Um, and it says that, that we were fighting. I was fighting in pro I was fighting in Dublin. And yeah. actual I actually I think it says, OK, I don't know.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, so you ended up going down for was it a five year stretch where did you serve your time and,
3: and what was it like? Um, up in up in uh, macabrey up in, up in I was in absolutely <laughs> I mean just sort of you know for us it was it, it was a nightmare it was absolute nightmare because you know we were walking in this sort of you know don't we say? I mean the cliches of sort of different factions within within Republicanism, but we would have seemed to be doing within well 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 using using what, what your man you was saying that there was the Provisional IRA who had Dr. Bobby took and all. The time. So and using that, him what him was saying, MC are saying that when we were walking in sort of Tel jail, it was all like we're dissidents would have been our unions or you know, sort of people would have been on the on the Sinn Féin, on the, on the, on the everything, So it was like, like a, like a bomb going off. Do you know what I mean? And people wouldn't have talked to us, as truth be told. And, you know, and that's in there. Just wanted to, you know, get the head done, get the work done. That was, that's about the end of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: You didn't, Um. you didn't find that that tension ever eased. That was always there for the entire
3: kind of duration of the stretch. A hundred percent. I mean, I mean, the whole time it was, it was always tension. I mean, I mean and and, and but at the end of the day, we started you would have break big, big things different down. You know? I mean, trying mean time break a jail structure down. So people do mean you know? and the leg like, of you know, my QOQs would have been two QOQs was with have been in, in before and so they knew how to break the structures down and stuff of jail. They're not making jail easy for everybody once it world <laughs> started the idea. It's end of it.
2: It's a sort of thing, you know what I mean. Did you hear of uh, James Scott, the like light, light heavyweight contender who was uh, doing life in prison in I think in the seventies and eighties over in the USA and he fought a number of fights in prison and he was his regime was incredible. He was boxing as a professional um boxer while incarcerated. I was listening to a story on the Tris Dixon podcast there recently, and he was doing a thousand push ups before breakfast and a thousand pull ups before breakfast. And he was training. and he got to fight in jail, but they, they even set up a boxing program as a way of um uniting the the warring factions of the Muslim Brotherhood so there was like Nation of Islam and there was another one and they used the boxing program to to unite the different factions were were you training like cuz you'd been a pro boxer before going to prison and when you came out in 2010 like you entered into a hive of activity of of fighting so did you come out did you come out oven ready ready to go from
3: training in prison or 100% I was always like I was feeling flat insane, you know. And again I said where were were the the challenge that the Paul and um that I was looking looking to fight. hundred percent of his it was rally, it was you know, I mean you're you're living clean in there and again as you were planning, he was doing he was doing like a thousand presses so I was doing I was doing I had done hundred every night before getting to bed. Mm. I thought it was nonstop. Now sort of, you know. I would see drawing and we learn a bit of the Irish language and stuff and you know, doing a lot of shallow boxing and stuff. That is kids are tame and it's, it's
2: easy. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah.
3: Make your time work
2: for you. Um, did you did you leave the kind of old life behind when you came, when you got out of prison to kind of focus on family and business? Or how did you how did you no, separate?
3: hundred percent. I mean, see that uh, no, the new that, that that's easy I mean, the words were worth when I said, was words, I mean, I mean and it, it is, but it is. You know, what I mean? and, you know. No one will take it. That's like totally in the to learning. Finding behind, behind in the family. You know what I mean? hundred percent, one billion percent of them.
2: How many children did do, do you have? And how many did you have by the time you got out in twenty ten? And what what was it like to kind of be reunited with the family? Hundred percent.
3: I mean, I had have, a, I have a, a big girl. our your children? This is um, just She's born. She's coming thirty. This is coming thirty. Um, the young lad Tomas, is twenty-two. Coming twenty-two. Um, Fintan is twenty. Just turned twenty. And um, the Dream dreamer, our realiser, it, is just turned ten. So,
4: I see, see kids um into young stuff and. Uh, Oh, the real, real Isaac here. When, um, when, when, when I get out of jail. Afterwards, and and after
2: you get out, that's when you start building this CV of uh, opponents, lads who you know you you fought everybody, like from domestic opponents, like uh, Michael Sweeney was, I think, the comeback
3: uh, <laughs> on the uh, on the <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, what we Michael Sweeney? Michael Sweeney was, and we fought a cruiser cruiserweight. Yeah, Michael,
2: Michael Sweeney's a big man. Like you know, he could fight at cruiserweight. He could maybe maybe make it a light like heavyweight sometimes. But Michael Sweeney definitely outranked you in terms of size. I like think oh. you fought him. You fought him on the Andy Lee Maham, mamadou TM fight, and I that Mike Perez fought twice. I remember being at that one? Ah,
3: uh, Kieran Kieran fought the same thing. He got fought. I remember Paddy McDonough. Kieran Healy.
2: I'd say so. He he was on all of those cards.
3: Kieran Healy never wasn't fighting pretty much. He was, um, he had been my, my sort of sparring partner. He made him, but he he um worked on with um Paul McCulloch as well. Cragger,
2: I remember the next one against uh, it was 2010 also. You're fighting against JJ McDonough, um, expected to probably go the distance, but maybe lose. I was actually ringside, it was City West, it was the first time I was ever interviewing Katie Taylor, uh, who I believe you go way back with actually. But we were watching the fight and then. You landed thunder on JJ McDonough's chin, and he went down, and and the ref waved it off. It was it was one of the knockouts of the
3: year. Absolutely, one hundred percent. what happened was we just got the call. And, um, again, they were just saying JJ is sort of becoming superstar. Um, and, and what what they were saying was um, Tommy don't boxing, just get him, of him Do you know what I, mean? I remember going, geez, He was like, "Late." And the we going, "What?" And um, Jared, German, I would was in was in the corner along with that like that. And I remember going, um, because he was so i to going, Jesus. He was he was gonna school go left, left, left. And I remember going, what? But right hand left, hand, he just walked clean in the I think a couple of members before him just falling short. He may all catch him, I knew what I would have caught him. He was just walking straight on in. Um, because I remember sort of before it was a fighting, um, I think Willy Casey was fighting on that bill as well, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he
2: gets an Italian, uh, Emmanuel Salvini, off the top of my head. And
3: Yeah, because I remember going, the place was full of travellers, if you know you were there. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, oh, this, is, this is the electric, like, but I knew, you know, sort of the travel, Not the say anything about the travel, see, once you hit them, like, the, they always want to fight, do you know what I mean? They're the great boxers, whatever. But see, once you get in this sort of a bit of a punching match, they'll always, they'll always want to come at you. I was throwing, I remember throwing a couple of, couple of wee traps, and he was, he was walking in there one or two of them, and then going, I ain't going to catch a right hand coming in. I just remember going to so in you close them down throwing the right hand.
2: It's and interesting it, you say it because maybe JJ was trying to because there was such a large travelling support absolutely. there that night, and he knew probably they're here to see Big Bang because it was all because I think. You know, Regan though, might have even been in the building that night to set up the fight next year, and there was a lot of people. Willy Big Bang was a big story. And, uh, yeah, maybe JJ was just kind of trying to impress people, and that's where he got into a firefight that
3: he wasn't able to win. No, 100%. Now, no, to, to be told, JJ is a brilliant, brilliant fella. Um, But um, if he had a cat box, he'd, he'd, he'd just back to look to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, couldn't, I couldn't box him. Like, you need to fight him. Like, you need to get him get down in the trance with him, get dirty with them. and train. Well, I remember all of them going, gee
2: whiz. It was actually included in the uh, in the uh, at the website Ball Study, uh, re- an article written by a mate mine, Gab Casey, but most explosive Irish boxing KOs of the last decade. And it was written in 2015. And you came in at number seven, ahead of Carl Frampton, Matthew Macklin, and Jason Quigley. <laughs> just, <laughs> just behind Luke Keeler, Andy Lee for Carl Daniels, uh, Martin Lindsay, which I think against them. Um, No doubt against Derry Matthews, Spike O'Sullivan. uh, I think Sean Turner was in there as well. And Andy Lee again for John Jackson. So yeah, you came in at number seven. It says, uh, to read out the extract, the Belfast bruiser entered his scrap with the then two-fight unbeaten novice McDonough with three defeats in his open and six fights as a professional. Tolan uh, lost 13 and drew one of his next 14 fights with 12 of those coming against undefeated opponents. But since his 16th fight last year, yeah, the the Tiger has clawed back with five victories on the spin. But yeah, number seven. With that, and uh, I remember, yeah, like I said, I was standing beside Katie Taylor at the time, and we paused our interview just to watch the uh, the knockout which came. And how did, how did you get to know Katie?
3: Well, when I was down, I actually lived in Bray for a while, right? When I was down my holidays right? When mm. I was down in Gallup. um, and her and her daddy was, was Pete, Pete Taylor, right? And they had a wee a wee um, they had a, like a wee boxing club. It was in at school? If I can remember, um, and it was like like a, an assembly hall, and they had all their vaccine equipment in one of the wee storerooms, and they just bring it out and and put it out. And I remember going, one of my mates knew Pete, and I says, he was a stop stopper. He says yeah, yeah, can you join me? I yeah. remember watching Katie as a kid, watching her going, this kids, this kids class, like do you know what I mean? And she was born all the wee pups, like all the wee young lads, bigger and bigger, and she's not forty pounds out. I'm like, oh go, oh, she be talking, perfect the name.
2: And sometimes, like you fought a lot of future world champions at the tick on a two and o, 3 and oh stage. Could you tell back then that Katie Taylor had
3: a massive future ahead of her? Hundred percent. wee girl, see the wee drills that um, her father was, was was asking her to do even the the young stuff and you know, just late, late years ahead of the kids like the other one like late years late years ahead and you going is that any, spot, that any spot potential that you can see it there I mean you'll it in the bottom like you know yeah
2: yeah and uh, did you get on well together <laughs> like there was you were worlds apart obviously you're coming down on the on the run from Belfast <laughs> and she's uh, on the run up towards greatness yeah. I suppose
3: I mean at, at the end of the day I mean you know I would I always try and fly new below the radar, and then Indeed. And keep the heat off yourself. You know what I mean? I just says hi Jim whatever, I would have passed pass myself. Yeah. So
2: you go on, you fight like um after JJ McDonough the win. Did you accept though that you were entering a phase of your career that was going to have to be kind of maybe journeyman? I like I want to read an extract from the Jer- the journeyman book, the other side of the boxing business by Mark Turley from a couple of years back. He says in the same way that history is usually about kings, generals, and events of great importance. Boxing stories tend to focus on world title knights, champions, and the characters around them. Those perceived to be winners and those who live in the shadows of their glory. But what if there were a history of foot soldiers or anonymous infantry men, their struggles, their spirit, and humor? Of the guys who work like donkeys, defended the rear, and took bullets without receiving a second look? Is it possible that seeing battles through their eyes would make us view the whole war differently? The stories here come from the wrong end of the fight game where mad blokes with day jobs get clobbered by young whippersnappers for a few weeks worth of wages, where rings are assembled on top of basketball courts or nightclub dance floors and TV cameras are a rarity. If this was a Rocky film, it would be about Spider Rico. So like your next fight, you know, there's a couple others in there as well. But like you look at the guys you fought then in the next run. Tony Jeffries, Olympic bronze medalist, you know, Eamon O'Kane, massively decorated amateur. Rocky Field, Rocky Field, and went on to take a world super middleweight title. fought Canelo. Billy Joe Saunders, you know Fawcett Canello had a great career of his own. Lean Williams, you know, fought for a world title against Demetrius Andrade. Soon to fight um, Chris Eubank Jr. Like Callum Johnson, you know, we saw him do well against Arthur Borteviev, and uh, you know he's Callum Johnson is hoping to become a world title world title holder soon himself. The Smith brothers, Paul, Paul Smith, and Callum Smith. You know Luke Keeler, who fought for a world title against Sandra as well. Did you accept a journeyman role at the time, or did you? Or no. did you? No.
3: No, absolutely not, 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 not at all. Um, at every time, you know, it's just knowing, knowing your heart and your soul that you have the thunder. You, you get one punch, you can knock somebody dead in a heartbeat. I mean, you prove that upon is it's I mean you hit JJ's his legs out in a heartbeat, you hit anybody on the chin irrespective of who they are, you'll you'll put their legs out. And it was always conscious that, you know, I knew it could work well their body. And I just knew knew if it seen them in any shape or form that I could I could get it on, that I could hit them. I wasn't just going there to make up numbers. Do you know what I mean? I was there to fight. And that's why that people were giving us the opportunity to like go um you know. Promoters and the matchmakers were phoning us all the time. Um, is Dean Powell go to soul would have, would have been on the phone deals, myself and Kieran Hedy all the time. Cause he knew that he was getting value for money out of us. He he knew that we weren't good, just it's just started to make money. Money um that we were there fighting mm. we were war we war and hardness leave him a third dollar
2: it might be none of my business, but uh, which which fight of them all paid the most? Sure, Of them all, what
3: have paid the most? counsel Council was very good. Tony Jeffries again was brilliant. <laughs> Go, on. what? I remember going. The money was brilliant. We going, Jesus, brilliant. <laughs> a
2: few days, yeah. Well, he he didn't like you though. You caught him with the head, and I, I saw him oh, on co- social media calling you a prick.
3: <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. But I mean, I mean. Uh, uh, honestly, like, now, it seems him, you know, I don't know how I feel him. I hope he does all the past he's on. He's on the LA, I think. Is he doing boxers? or something? Is he training people? Is he?
2: Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a celebrity trainer. Uh, does YouTube uh, social
3: media. Uh, so he's made, made a good career. A hundred percent. But, you know, he, he, was, he was dirty as anything to me. I was going to say that and he was being trying to hold me, hit me. I was going to listen, celebrate? I cracked on my head, do you know what I, mean? I have no, no problem whatsoever. But, I remember taking the eye off the ball for, it was like, hundreds of a second, and boom, that I remember being on the arse going, Jesus, what just happened there? Do you know what I mean? That's how quick that happened. I remember looking at his eye, I remember seeing his eye being right open, and going, whoa, and I looked at him, and boom, next thing, it was on the attack. Do you know what I mean? And i I heard that the referee was about to stop a fight because of the cut in his hand. Oh,
2: this is Jeffreys. I own him, He said you cost him 40 grand getting the uh, getting the surgery and, you know, missing fight dates and stuff.
3: Tell him, tell him, I owe you, boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> May it send it to Tommy Toll in Belfast or whatever name, uh, whatever. Maybe give him a fake ID, actually. That's probably the oh, best way.
3: No, but you see, what, I mean... People say, you know, that it's sort of that level, you know, like if, um, Calm Smith, Billy Joe Saunders, sort of up at that level, it's Premier League. You're 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 fighting them sort of people, and it's hundreds of a second. It's hundreds of a second. I mean, you, you there's thorn punches or summer punches are coming. You can't see them at speed. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, I mean, you're jumping jumping through jumping through some um, Billy Joe, Calm Smith. Paul Smith with Christmas back. It um, was then the Colin Smith was something else. Colin Johnson, something else. Class, absolute superstar. Um,
4: Who was the best would, of them? Who was the best of them, do you think? The best of them all would have been, has to be um, Colin Smith. That,
3: that me. And your, your mom hit like a horse, uh, Colin Johnson. Oh, man, he hit me both hard. I thought he put a hole on me, honestly. Yeah hit me in puns in heart and tell me I thought my heart came out honestly I thought my heart came out back no absolutely super super
2: super Like, did any of them shock you with how far they went like maybe you took on someone and thought okay this guy's got a certain limit but then they actually improved and went on to have better careers than you thought
3: they might Um, well I actually didn't I honestly 100% I didn't think that Liam Williams was, was up to too much Honestly, when I fought him. Um uh I when when I fought him, his two eyes were busted open and, and my eye was busted open. But there was blood everywhere. Like um I fought him in I was in Wales and Cardiff. Um Kim was fighting Angel Mangarelli then. I Kim went. And I didn't I, I remember, remember actually getting out of the ring going and everybody was blue um because Cause he won, and everyone going, "Jeez, I don't really well." It was everywhere. it was punching match. Like um, I held my own, done really, really well. And I remember actually getting this is true. I remember getting to the doctor, and you know, your mom was there, and I was raging. I was absolutely raging because, because, because it I thought I won, and I was going. I thought it was. I was livid. And the doctor says, "Um." He's touching my hand and stuff, you know. And he says, Do you want um, anesthetic? You know, and I said, um, No. He went, What? I says, No, no, at no. all. I was raging. Um, so I got so on, the, on the on the seat there, on the bench. He was just down, um, saw me aisle. <laughs> he saw me aisle. And you was at the locker and he What the fuck's <laughs> up here? What's he doing? He fucking made that going, I was on talking- the I was talking- still talking- on I found like 40 bells at him I was going couldn't you, you know what I mean you were raging absolutely raging raging <laughs> but, but, yeah, but I must say boxing's boxing. you know what I mean I mean but his career now he's a class act he's was well, he's evolved now I mean he's down the night and day from where he was where he, where he fought me I mean that, that kid's a superstar like I mean him and himself and Chris eubank you know will have a a great scrapper like you know what I mean and I, be- I
2: wish him all the best and that that for me. You had a couple of local derbies as well like um, you know so I, I mightn't include Eamon O'Kane because I consider Eamon like kind of to be at more of the world level opponents that you fought you know because the great amateur career he had and you know fought Madison Square Garden as a professional well, maybe like the local derbies like you had with Joe Hillerby, D. Walsh, Paul Moffat like what are the memories of those ones?
3: Well I mean I don't I'm, I must say, another one, superstar. And I, and I thought that he definitely shouldn't have finished boxing. He finished boxing the early. Um, D watch was cracker. Would have been as good, absolutely, no, wholeheartedly, 100% there. Um, as Liam Williamsick, 100%, as, as Billy Joe, 100%. He was like lightning. Speed was, Wheelab was unbelievable. Classic, absolutely super. Um. I didn't think, you know, you sort of look at Liam Williams and stuff going, and I didn't think he was up that much or whatever the worry is now. But on the, on the other token, look at D Watson go go, listen, have we lads? just you knew, we talk about Bank of Katie Taylor and look at going, the potential, or you can see the potential. I see the potential, damn it, D Walter, to go all the way. I thought mm-hmm. that would have all
2: the way. Yeah, I was quite high on him as well. I remember being at his debut on a Tommy a Tyson Fury card against Jared Healy, a West a Belfast battle. I think I was at the fight against yourself as well. Yeah, I know D had he had the goods. He was what? he was really he was really excellent. Yeah,
3: I think D. I, I'm not too sure what what happened. D, D was D. D was a class. A great kid. Um And I must say, outside the ring, a complete another gentleman. I mean, I think these D's, D's training. He's trained all the young
2: kids now, has He's trained train a lot of fighters, yeah. has Paddy McCrory and Lewis Crocker and a few of the boys there, but, yeah.
3: Student, I must say, he's they, a gem. Absolute gem. And I wish him all the best for whatever he's doing. Uh, a value more that... Now that's, a, you know... I thought that they, they should have got more, should have won, won. Please, it yeah. But he, he definitely had it. Had he got the potential to go all the
2: way? 100%. 100%. As a young lad growing up in Ballymurphy, like with a certain worldview, like did boxing give you a different, did boxing shape, did give you a different perspective on the world, maybe on the, on the Brits, the Protestants, or the, you know, the, the other side, maybe that you might not have seen so much of as a, as
3: a child? Well, but the scene to be told. Um, we'd have lived in the Morph, but then, so the next, next um, there was sort of peaceful and stuff, right? Um, but we'd have never been there. We wouldn't have had no contact. I mean, Ballymurphy, they tell, Till till Spring Martin would be, two hundred yards, and I could say as us as kids, we have never been over the horseshoe of it. No, we had zero contact until until there was a U Club in Ballamorefree called the Ballamorefree Talents Association that I went away when I was a kid. The Holland with, with the Pattersons we met. There was like a connection with with, uh, with the Shankle and and. Uh, bottom of the tenant So it was like it was like you children brought brought kids there away. And I was brought to Holland when I was a kid. There was I was like, like 10 or 12 of us brought across the Holland. Um so I went there with a the Patterson and um we we stayed we stayed there for three weeks in uh in uh in Holland. We played called Teal and Holland. Um I lived in a, place, uh, in a house where he called them Vood and I was in contact with them. but the mother and father have died and uh, the young lad's called Pierre Kian um, so I would be in contact with him right regularly right, like, you know what I mean I went back I have went back sort of over the last lot like, of years and seen him and stuff you know what I mean seen and stuff you know what I mean? just saying they wanted me to go there and live with him as a kid believe it or not they wanted me to go and live with him
4: uh, at at
2: the end of your career, like um, you know, you you had been in a lot of tough fights against a lot of tough guys, and maybe there would have been people saying, "All right, it's time, Tommy, to uh to hang him up now." You know, you've done enough. But you you went down the BIBA route, I think, or the Biber route, and you won six in a row. And you know, you you probably you went out on a high. How was that experience for you? Is it semi
3: professional, or what was it like? No, one hundred percent, You know, but um, what it was um that he
4: who was in contact? I forget he was in contact with me.
3: But um, he called Lee,
2: Lee Murta and David Walsh and all were involved, weren't they? And, and what he called the the Jean G- 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 Carlo is it? No, forget his
3: name. G- Jean Carlo or something. Yeah, his name escapes me. But anyway, it come to me. Anyway, so he was in contact. and He says, "How we? Um, we're looking to fate and blah blah blah." And he went, what do you mean? They're offering me money, and I'm like, oh, "Well, oh, it's a crack." But then I remember going, like, you know, "Can I, can I have a crack? This, see, see what it's about." I went, well, "Let's go." Um, I fought who I fight? I fought the big one was Phil,
2: Phil Townley, wasn't it? That was the big I, one.
3: Right? <laughs> I must say, as brave as a badger, right? I fought Phil Townley and in, and um, in the Japanese and um, New York. God, it's the all my brother, right? Um, was uh, was uh, he talking? Sort of, like he was matchmaking and stuff. You know, I'm trying to think your mom's name. He was the president of it. I forget his name, but anyway. Um, but th- there's a bit of history as well as well. Phil's a super, so I like Phil. What Phil? Phil used to be. He was a British soldier. Does you know? What know? He used to be a right? <laughs> This is true. It's true, go. So, excuse me, um, tell me, because I was meant to fight, uh, when I fought Joe Hulbury, right, I was initially in the King's Hall, meant to fight Phil Thurney, right, honestly, right. So something happened to know. so yes. fell through and fought Joe Hulbury. So it came to me that um, they fought Joe Hulbury, and I said, okay, it says, tell me, we um, will fight this for for Aris, take it or something. Into a Mary's Taylor something, I said, okay, well, let's go. And then uh, I said, okay. And then I'm just going, well, let's get it on. So the rest is history, like I mean, I must say, if everybody who would say in boxing terms, like it, it balls the burn like and I had him ring he busted open and he was still coming in and going looking at him going. See, I felt a bit sorry for him, I think. Like, <laughs> Jesus Lord. He busted him open like like him. He's a tough man, though, isn't he? Yeah. Listen to me, 100%. I mean, um, okay, he, he he's tough, tough beating that boy. <laughs> yeah, and I must say, I'm an absolute gentleman out the ring, I would have a good time. He's into um, tie boxing, and kick all and all, all any sorts of things. That boy be involved in, you know what I mean? good lad,
2: so what are you up to these days, Tommy? You're uh, out of ring now since 2016. I'm sure there's no more come there's no more comebacks. Uh
3: absolutely that don't no, mean I mean the days is over that. Do you know what I mean? I mean, um, the truth be told, um, you know, we would set up a, a security firm itself um our Tomas. Um the money, but we'll the box and we put in the, the security firm. So it's all going good, man. Like everything's everything's up. Uh, Hundred percent. What do I do? I mean, sort of no, you, you probably don't know about this. We can just don't know what's about me, can I would go to mass every day. I would be a devoted Catholic like hundred percent. I would i would go and receive the Eucharist every day and, you know, pray to God. You know, looking back at my life, you go and listen. So something I look back going listen. Sorry for cursing, but I heard a fucking myself out at some life I've been living, like, you know I me mean? the corners I've been doing, the, the the sort of, run the, I run the corner, like, you know what I mean, still, still, still alive and kicking next to you, so, there's standing me God, so up to me 100%, essentially.
2: And do you, do you pray for forgiveness, or do you pray, pray for penance, or what do you pray for?
3: Well, I, well, I would pray, they're you the truth, I mean, I mean, that I go, that I go to confession, 100%, I go to confession, um, once a week, every Monday, every to confession. They say, oh, "Sorry, 100% from the bottom of my heart." Absolutely,
2: 100%. Well, look, Tommy Tolan, it's been a hell. Of a, it was a rocky road to get it, get us on the line today, as um, as, as you as you get, as you fed me the line as you came on, um. But it was an enjoyable hour to hear the story, and uh, no doubt we can hear more in future.
3: Absolutely, Kevin, it's been a pleasure. I won't say I mean, it from the bottom of my heart. I mean, people say, you know, I'll say as they do if I would give you know, advice to kids, you know, it'd be damn near 100%, train hard and very easy, and, you know, I would always look about, you know, and see kids going to the kid, going to the club where, where we kept bag and stuff, and they're brilliant, because a kid with a kid bag is never going to be involved in trouble, do you know what I mean? Because he's going through a dedication or the training, and, you know, the wee dads, right, and stuff, and, I mean, if I could say it, I mean, the unsung heroes of, of, you know, of our communities and our areas is is definitely the people, the, the coaches like, I mean, their teams you know, it's, just, it's pretty much what they're doing like, I mean, regarding football soccer hurling, like killing football, you know they're definitely the unsung heroes of our of areas like, I mean, definitely what they're we can go like, you know, and I yes. just, like, that I've just I've just you know do what I've done, like that's you know, hear
2: hear to that. Uh, up to coaches. So look, t- Tommy Taulam. Thank- thanks again. Much uh, much appreciated for joining us. And uh, hopefully speak to you again down the line. God cool
3: bless. Thank you.